0: Good evening, everybody. Say good evening to your neighbor. And ask them how was work today. How was the traffic? Or the first leg of the traffic? <laughs> um, and and we, we thank God for all that he's doing. Um, we lent a, a simple song last week that... Um, we all sang along. Do we still remember the song? Okay, so we'll just sing the song before we get into the word today. Um, the song Yoruba, it's um, translated in, in English um, um, language. So, they will kindly put that up on the screen. So, 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 who remembers the song? Apart from the choir. Okay, you remember the song. You remember the song? Are you Yoruba? No. Okay. But oh, you are Yoruba? I want someone that is not Yoruba that remembers the song. Hey, I'll sing the song. Let's hear you. But well, listen to the key, okay? Strike the key. Now go. Give her the mic now. Come on. let someone get the mic to her. Quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Now, joke, joke, joke. Raise your hand so they can know you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. That's, that's. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 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 oh,
0: but let's clap for her anyway. That was a good attempt. That was a good attempt. Um, the first two words were correct. Um, who else does. You are not Churuba. Okay. There's a hand at the back. Can you keep the hands up? Oh, okay. Uh, but let's have the one at the back. Keep the hands up. She's over. Okay, disqualified. Okay, then. Um, let's have Richard.
2: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right.
0: a good student That's someone that is following very hard after me praise
3: the name of the Lord
0: <laughs> okay praise god for that um okay so we all know the song i hope CMM have it on the screen already one two go do no me
4: song
0: or a one more time. One Bring healing to us. His words will bring deliverance to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Today we are in part three of our series, Biblical Bad Babes. And as you know, today we are looking at Sister Jay (laughs) Z. Sister Jay Z. She's not a sister. Well, you'll be shocked. (laughs) Sister Jezebel. Jezebel. Now, we, we, we we've been looking at the different um, um, uh, biblical bad babes, and part one, we looked at Rahab, and um, it was very interesting. Part two, we looked at Mrs. Lott and her daughters, which was last week. Today, we are looking at Sister Jezebel. Sister Jezebel. Jezebel, I know some people have, Theologians are like, Fuck, how you call Jezebel a sister? She doesn't qualify to be. She was a sister. Jezebel always finds herself in the church, both in the New Te- Old Testament and in the New Testament. Always find herself among the commonwealth of Israel, both the physical and the spiritual. She is in the church, but she's not of the church. She knows how to sing, hallelujah, how to shout, how to carry a big Bible, but she's not off Christ, Sister Jezebel. Praise the name of the Lord. Today, if you are joining us for the first time at Tribe, we, we have a Bible study format. So we have our outline, which you should have one, then you fill in the blanks as we go. It's just for keeps, so if you get them, we expect that you have a folder And we've perforated it for you to make life easy. So you just file it um, in your folder. If you need a folder, you can see the resource stand for one. And um, before you know it, you have a, a huge library of Bible teachings, solid Bible teachings by the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. In the first part, we we explained that with God, it is not who you were that matters. When we're looking at um, Rahab, we said it's not who you were that matters with God. It is who you are becoming. It is not where you have been. It is where you are going. Last week, we explained that it's not who you were that matters. And we explained that your focus is more important than your direction. When we looked at Mrs. Lott, we, we, we explained that your focus is more important than your direction. Where your eyes are looking is more important than where your legs are going. Why? Because your legs will eventually follow suit. So God usually judges as soon as the eyes the focus changes. God doesn't wait until the whole direction changes before he judges. As soon as the focus changes, he, he judges. Like, like Lot's wife, like um, hands of the plow, looking back. As soon as you look back, Jesus is not fit for the kingdom. And today, we are saying that the state of your heart determines the actions You take the state of your heart, so you can put heart there, determines the actions you take. Your decisions show us your heart or show your heart, as that has been corrected. Good or evil. So, your decisions show your heart, good or evil. Jezebel's actions shows us how evil our heart is. Jezebel, you know, when we, when we say Sister Jezebel, some of us frowned because in retrospect we have the privilege of reading the story and we can see she wasn't really a sister. But the reason we can see she wasn't really a sister was because of her heart, her actions which shows us her heart. But if we were part of the story it will be too clear, as clear as it is to us today. Just like a, a lady that sat in the center of the aisle in church. True story. She wore a miniskirt and she wasn't wearing panties. And the pastor of that church, not me, the pastor of that church, I know him personally, was struggling to preach. If you just be preaching, you'll be looking in the ceiling of the other direction. What you see? Someone preaching like that knows something is happening. <laughs> you know? At the end, they confronted this lady, and they said to her, what, what, what's, what's wrong with you? What, what, what are you up to? can you do that? And she says, oh, my heart is pure. God sees my heart. And the pastor says, yes, your heart is evil, deceitful, and desperately wicked. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know? And she says, oh, you know, you people like to judge us. You know, my heart is pure. Because your actions tell us your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. So, straight away, we're going to shoot to the open questions that is before us. The first one, have you had a situation where your actions did not line up? with how you see yourself. I mean, this happens to us all. Oh, you shock yourself. You do things that you are wondering, did I really do that? I mean, I thought I was better than that. I thought, you know, we, I gave myself pass mark in this area, but I've let myself down. It's like my actions didn't line up with my heart. But if you are wise, you will learn from your actions that your actions actually show you your heart so that you can Ask God for help so that your heart can be set straight. Anybody who has had that kind of experience that wants to share? Thank you. Let's get the mic to her in front. Anybody else? Let me see your hands up. We're going to go pretty fast today. Anybody else? Let me see your hands up. Where your actions? Please keep the hands up so that they can get the mic to you. Keep the hands up. Um, eh? You're changing your mind. (laughs) Okay. Okay, you're free to change your mind, no pressure, okay? It's fine. Um, yes. There's a, there's a hand there. Yes.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was walking by one day and a guy was calling me. I didn't respond. So one Agweero guy was calling, coming to me he was saying, Kilun they are calling you, don't want to answer. I'll go answer him. I was wondering, this is my life. If I don't want to answer, you force me to answer. So he was trying to block me. So I now said, and i change changing the way they used to do it. And, right. And you say, ah, close. You, yeah, you, no. you, and, show, her, you show him <laughs> that. Uh... So, after the, so the guy stepped back. I was surprised. Look at myself. I said, what did I just do? I found everybody. I'll fight everybody.
0: Okay. So you, you had hooliganism <laughs> in your heart. You just did not know. <laughs> you thought you were a tush. But alas, it came out. Um, who else wants to share? Okay. Is there hand the choir? Is there a hand there? Uh, they're thinking. Okay, fine. Any, anybody? Okay, she's finally changed her mind back. Okay. Please be fast. Move fast before she changed her mind again. <laughs> quickly, 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 quickly. Give her the mic. Boom. Yeah, there you go. Praise
5: God. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Um, one day I came back from... I went out and I came back and I was knocking at the door. Oh. The... Uh, the help at home, she didn't hear. Oh. She was upstairs. So, And I was really angry because I stayed outside for like thirty minutes. I was right. angry and I was telling myself, don't, don't, don't get angry. You don't right. need to scold her and all that. But when she opened the door, the first thing I did was to scold her. Wow. And so I gave in to the anger. Right. That I was feeling.
0: And, and you thought that you, you I was, were...
5: When I, I, I was done, I, I was just like, I know I was not supposed to do this. Right.
0: So you have given yourself a pass mark that you are not... Um, you are dealt with anger in your life, but your, your heart showed you that there were still some things to deal with. You know, some, sometimes we excuse ourselves. Somebody said that um, even if you push a, a, a goat to the wall, that, pastor, this thing is not easy. Even if you push a goat to the wall, the goat will bite you. And I said to, to the person that, The the truth is that the goat already had bites on the inside. It just did not know. It just needed the right temperature and pressure to bring out the bites out of it. If you take a snail and you squeeze the snail, can you ever get blood? You can't. You know why you can never get blood? Cut it open, squeeze it. You know why? The snail doesn't have blood. Your actions betray your heart. And when God allows that to happen, the onus is on you to repent and realign with God. Of course, then all will be well with you. Do I get an amen? Second question: Do you know people that insist that they have a good heart, yet their actions say otherwise? How do you relate with such? Uh, okay, it has been corrected. Let me just correct everyone. How do you relate with such people? Yeah. Okay. Does anybody know anybody that is, um, or a heart? that insist that they have a good heart, even though their action speaks otherwise? Let me see your hands. I know someone like that. I do. I know someone like that. I know people like that. Anybody else know someone like that? I know someone like that. Okay, so quite a number of us know someone like that. Okay, does anybody else want to? I'm not saying you should tell us the person's name. No. Can you just, you know, just one person. Tell us, under words. Yes.
3: Good evening. Good evening. Um... Okay, this is someone that is a friend to my, to my sister. You know, my, my, my sister has um, the, she has, like, the gift of prophecy. Like, she, she receives and stuff like that. This person also, um, supposedly, well, uh, yeah, the person also hears from God and everything. And, you know, she tries to, you know, show that she's a very good person. But, uh, like, we found out that she was actually using the gifts that God gave her, you know, to boost. And you try and feel above everyone else. Because right. The moment she found out that my sister, who is very quiet about it, actually gets the revelations, she now started saying that, hey, well, I don't, I don't only get revelations, that I can also tell what people are thinking and all sorts of funny stuff. And, and we now saw that, oh, this one has passed, uh, What is doing. This is now about it's her. It's about her. Yes. Yeah,
0: so. But she will never agree, obviously. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Um, next question. It's a simple question. How are we to ensure that our hearts are in the right place? Anybody, how are we to ensure that our hearts are in the right place? How are we to ensure that our hearts are in the right place? It's not a trick question. Don't think too hard. Anybody? Okay? Yes?
5: So, Constantly examine our hearts with the Word of God.
0: Constantly examine our hearts with the Word of God. The Word of God is like a mirror, which is why you can never outgrow reading and looking at at yourself in the Bible. Constantly examining ourselves. Okay, fine. One, there's one other powerful way combined with that. That is way powerful. That, um, let me just say it, that Jesus says to us, Jesus says to us that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you want your heart to be aligned to eternal things, you need to ensure that your treasures are in heaven. That's just how it works. If you want your heart to be a worshipful heart, for instance, you need to ensure that your treasures are in the beauties of God. For instance... You have ten CDs of music of the different artists. I don't want to mention any artists they the I'm just using that as an example. And you have only one gospel CD that you've bought. Where your treasure is, there your heart will will be. Also, okay. Now, this study is very interesting. Hanging with us, we have like five scriptural readings. Sister Jeze, filled with all sorts of antics. First Kings 19, 1-3. I'm going to read, I, I, they will all come up on the screen. I'm going to read them pretty fast. and we will go on. When Heab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you have killed them. Elijah was... Elijah was what? Man of God was... And did what? <laughs> and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. 1 Kings 21, 1-29. Now there was a man named Naboth, Naboth from Jezreel, who owned a vineyard in Jezreel beside the place of King Heab of Samaria. One day, Heab said to Naboth, since your vineyard is so convenient to my place, to my palace, I would like to buy it to use as a vegetable garden. I will give you a better vineyard in exchange or if you prefer, I will pay you for it. Naboth replied, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance that, I, that was passed down by my ancestors. So Ahab went home angry and solemn because of Naboth's answer. The king went to bed with his face to the wall, and he refused to eat. What's the matter? His wife, Jezebel, asked him, What made you so upset? That you are not eating. I asked Naboth to sell me his vineyard or trade it, but he refused. Ahab told her, Are you the king of Israel or not? Jezebel demanded, Get up and eat something. Don't worry about it. I'll get you Naboth's vineyard. So she wrote letters to her in Ahab's name, seal them with the seal. Can you see Jezebel in action? With his seal and send them to the elders and to other leaders of the town where Naboth lived. In her letters, she commanded call the citizens together for a time of fasting and give Naboth a place of honor and then sit two scoundrels across from him who will accuse him of cursing God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So the elders and the other town leaders followed the instructions of Jezreel. The Jezreel had written in the letters. They called a fast and put Naboth at a prominent place before the people. Then the two squadrons came and sat down across from him and they accused Naboth before all the people, saying he cursed God and the king. So he was dragged outside the town and stoned to death. The town leaders then sent word to Jezebel. Naboth has been stoned to death. When Jezebel heard the news, she said to Ahab, You know the vineyard Naboth wouldn't sell you? Well, you can have it now. There was his sister Jezebel. is dead. So Ahab immediately went down to the vineyard of Naboth and to claim it. Useless man. But the Lord said to Elijah, go down to meet King Ahab of Israel, who rules in Samaria. He will be at Naboth's vineyard in Jezreel, claiming it for himself give him this message. This is what the Lord says. Wasn't it enough that you killed Naboth? Must you rob him too? Because you have done this. Dogs will lick your blood at the very place where they lick the blood of Naboth. So, my enemy, you have found me. Ahab exclaimed, You've mixed it up. That came before the other one. Anyway. I think it's the person that, it's not you, I think it's the person that created the slides. Just put it up. We'll find our way through it. Um, Yes, Elijah answered, I have come because you have sold yourself to what's evil in the Lord's sight. Verse 21. So now the Lord says, I will bring disaster on you and consume you, I will destroy every one of your male descendants slave and free alike, anywhere in Israel. I am going to destroy your family as I did the family of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and the family of Baasha, son of Ahijah, for you have made me very angry and have led Israel into sin. And regarding Jezebel, the Lord says, Dog will hit Jezebel's body at the plot of the land in Jezreel. The members of Ahab's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. No one else so completely sold himself to what was evil in the Lord's sight as Ahab did under the influence of his wife Jezebel. His worst outrage was worshipping idols, just as the Amorites had done. The people whom the Lord had driven out from the land of the Israelites. But when Ahab heard this message, he tore his clothing, dressed in bolap, and fasted. He even slept in bolap, and went about in deep mourning. Then, another message from the Lord came to Elijah. Don't you just love the Lord? Full of mercy. It's too much. Do you see how He has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen on his sons. I will destroy his dynasty. Like a lot of other evil, selfish fathers, he didn't bother interceding for his sons. And what happened, happened. First Kings 16, 30 to 31. But Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jeroboam. Jezebel, the daughter of Eth-Baal. Eth-Baal means son of Baal. In our time, it would be Mach-Baal or Baal-sin. Of the Sidonians. And he began to bow down in worship of Baal. Revelations 2, 18 to 25. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. This is the message of the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance, and I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You, have, you are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a, a prophetess, a prophet, a prophetess, to lead my people, my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sins and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent. But she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering. And those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent. You see all this rubbish thing of once you are saved, just continue to live as you are. Don't, you don't need to repent of sin. You see it's rubbish. doesn't it align with Scripture. At all, unless they they what they repent and turn away from their evil deeds. I will strike our children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches the thoughts and the intentions of every person, and we give to each one whatever they deserve. But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira, Because it's not, all, it's not all of you that are sleeping with Jezebel or that are following our teaching. Who have not followed our false doctrine, teaching? They call it deeper truths. You know, these days they say, eh, some pastor says, I want to introduce you to a new level of grace. Have you heard that before? Deep things. It's in the Bible. As they call them. Depths of Satan, actually. These are the words of Jesus. Depths of Satan. I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I, I come. 2 Kings 9 30 to 37. When Jezebel, the queen mother, heard that Jehu, had come to Jezreel. Jehu was the person that God had the prophet had anointed that we, we take over and execute the justice that God has pronounced, you know, and all that. She painted her eyelids and fixed her hair and sat by the window. What does that what picture do you see there? When Jehu entered the gate of the palace, she shouted at him, Have you come in peace? You murderer. <laughs> you are just like Zimri who murdered his master. Jehu looked up and saw her at the window and shouted, Who is on my side? And the two, and two or three Enoch looked out at him. Throw her down, Jehu yelled. So they threw her out of the window and her blood spattered against the wall and on the horses. And Jehu trampled her body under his horses' hooves, his horses' hooves. Then Jehu went into the palace and ate and drank. Afterwards, he said, Someone go and bury this cursed woman. For she is the daughter of a king. He still wanted to honor her. But when they went out to bury her, they found only her skull, her feet. And her hands. When they returned, they told Jehu, "He stated, this fulfills the message from the Lord, which he spoke through his servant Elijah from Tishbe. At the plot of land in Jezreel, dogs will eat Jezebel's body. Her remains will be scattered like dung on the plot of the land in Jezreel so that no one will be able to recognize her. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his words in Jesus' name. A time is coming and has come that the word of God will be sharp and it will execute that which God has sent it to execute. The days are going very quickly that the promises of God will be distant. The days have come that as God's word goes forth, so will be the execution. And do I get an amen? Amen. There's so much in this. This teaching can go on for 52 weeks. Believe me. But we'll summarize it in one 30 minutes. God helping us. Look at the attributes of Jezebel. You see so many things. I'm sure if, from these scriptures that we have read, if I begin to ask, what are the attributes of Jezebel? Hands will begin to fly up. Right? we can see, domineering, quick to criticize, eager to take charge, slow to relinquish power, sharp-tongued, stubborn, impatient, promiscuous. Original Ogbonga. As I've written here, she's the original Ogbonga. Ogbonga that has 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of asheroth that she's supplying, she's maintaining. But let's go straight into our study. Our first question is: Jezebel didn't offer advice or seek it. She simply took control of the situation. Her cosmetics couldn't make up for her ugly. Attitude Does that remind you of anyone? Dum, dum, dum. Now, listen, I'm not saying call names. I'm not saying judge anybody. But one thing God says to us is this: You have the ability to see right and differentiate between right and wrong. Praise the name of the Lord. Question, does this picture of Jezebel that doesn't offer advice, neither does she seek it. She simply just took control of the situation and made sure that, told her husband, "You, you say you are the king, you are crying because I will show you how to use power. And she did. A cosmetic, and makeup does not cover the ugliness of our attitude. I'm not asking you to mention names, don't. But the question is, does that remind you of anyone? It reminds me of a couple of people. If it reminds you of anyone, let me see your hands up. That's all I ask. Okay? Okay? I've seen some hands up. Okay? Okay? Okay, fine. We are good. Question number two. You know, this is a very uncomfortable teaching. I must say. Why? Because it goes straight to the heart of the matter with a javelin. And when we open our hearts to God, and we see any semblance, semblance of the spirit of Jezebel, and we expunge it from our lives, is for our own good. Praise the name of the Lord. But if we hide and pretend that it doesn't concern us, then, like Jesus says, like somebody looking at himself in the mirror and just turning away, Without making the necessary adjustments. Number two: we all know at least one person, even those that didn't raise their hand, with a Jezebel spirit, or that manifests one or that manifests one from time to time. How do you lovingly interact with the Jezebels in your life? Very quiet session. Very sober. How do we lovingly interact with the Jezebels in our (laughs) lives? I mean, at this point, I advise husbands not to say a word. (laughs) For your own safety. (laughs) Because, I mean, you don't want your wife to say, "Eh." so it's me you are talking about, eh? i <laughs> No, no, I'm just joking. I mean, husbands can talk. It's not your wife. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> How do you? Who wants to help us? Now, I'm, I've been looking at the choir and nobody has been talking. When I'm not looking, all their hands will be coming up. Yes, please.
6: I'm not sure I lovingly interact with them. <laughs> I'm not very sure I love it. In fact... Um, okay, What do you relate? How do you relate? I, I make sure they know that... I make sure they know um, who I believe in. Right. So that I create my boundaries. You draw your line. I draw, the, I draw my line. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I lovingly <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine, I've heard that I'm not sure Okay, so I'm how you sure. relate that? You draw your line I draw T- my line Thank you for the feedback I, uh, yeah. I, I try to be fair Try to be fair
0: Yeah. That's lovingly I, now
6: I, uh, That's lovingly okay. okay, but I draw my line And right. I make sure they know my position Right, yeah. okay
0: Thank you for that yeah, there's a hand at the um, choir stand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
7: I know someone who is uh, Jezebel personified.
0: <laughs> personified.
7: <laughs> <laughs> what I do is, before I come before her, I pray very well. Okay. I pray for wisdom to know what to say. Okay. Because she's an elderly person. She's about 60. and uh, She's very influential. So, right. I pray for wisdom to know what to say when I'm in her presence. I pray for wisdom to know how to comport myself because she looks for um, any little thing, any little mistake you make, she holds it against you. So, before I go to meet her, I pray very well. And like she said, I've drawn the line, like you said the other time, there are some people you love from a distance. Right. No matter how they're related to you, you love them from a distance. Right. That's what I do with her and it's been working. Amen. Fantastic. Draw the line.
0: I mean, you, you know, it's so important, you know, that she said that and, I mean, she reiterated that because the reason you have to draw the line is for your, own, it's for your own safety, you know, which means that I draw the line spiritually. I love you. If you cross the line, you are shut down. No stories. Doesn't matter who you are. Even my mother knows that. Doesn't don't. If you try this, I'm, it's not going to be mother son. I don't have. I'm totally dispassionate when it comes to spiritual things. Otherwise, God will still allow the Jezebel to repent. And one day they will say, "Ah, when I used to be a Jezebel, that's how I killed that boy or that girl." That will not be your story. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> you can ask questions at any time. Just if you, have, if you need any clarification. But we'll go straight to number three. Do you think Ahab contributed to his wife's wicked ways? Or not? Explain. Yes, there's a hand there. And there's, a, there's a hand there. Um, so we take those two responses quickly. Keep the hands up until you get a mic.
3: I believe he contributed to her wicked ways by not drawing the line. He did not he did not ever um, react um, to any bad thing that she came up with. In fact he enjoyed it. Exactly. He quickly went into the uh, he supported it. The so, land so he mm-hmm. so he, he supported it, he contributed to her wicked ways. It was like each time he he was like each time he agreed with her on something evil, he gave her the green light to think of the next plan. Thank you, sir. Spot on. Yes.
8: Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I think he contributed to his wi- uh, wife's wicked ways because Ahab um, was a weak king.
0: Was a weak king.
8: Yeah. yeah. Um, not weak in the sense that he, he, didn't know what, he didn't know his right from his left. He was always on his wife's um, choice of uh, action or whatever, right. whatever the wife's... The wife says, "That's what he right. goes with. He doesn't know what to do as a king. Right. He doesn't seek the advice of his elders. or for. God. Of course, he's not a Christian." Just...
0: <laughs> okay, that's, you just shot it out of the window. <laughs> okay, now um, question number four: Could what could Ahab have done, and what should the Hehabs of this world? Do to prevent the evil and the influence of Jezebel? What could Ahab have done, and what should the Hayabs of this world? Okay, there's the under, and I think there's the under the choir stand. Anybody else? Okay, let's have you, please.
1: I believe that. Um I'm going to go I'm going to say two things. I believe that the hehab himself was a Jezebel himself. There are two types of wickedness. Was it what? Jezebel himself. Oh, okay. There are two types of wickedness. There's the one that is an action and there's the quiet he one. He Jezebel. Yes. They are both Jezebels because there's one thing, there's one person to plan the other person to be quiet about it, because you are not saying Absolutely. anything. Absolutely. If you because you didn't say anything doesn't mean that you are Absolutely. weak. Absolutely. You actually
0: agree with that. You are it. actually evil. Yes. Yeah, I agree because it takes an heab yes. for there to be a Jezebel. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's not he's not weak at all. He's it takes an heyab
0: for there to be a Jezebel. Yes. So an existence of a Jezebel that is yes, is proof that. The Ahab is evil hearted himself. Yes, and they were both
1: idol Absolutely. worshippers. Not only really were they idol worshippers, they had 800 prophet idol 850. worshippers. 850. <laughs> yes, 850. <laughs> so these Absolutely.
0: people are Ugbologo. Ugbologo. Sorry, uh, so Thank you. What I'm <laughs> Thank you. Yes, no, but but what could they have done? Okay, fine. We just said that they are the same. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All
7: right. Praise the Lord. Aaliyah. Ahab could have been the priest of his home. Okay would have been the authority the one who took actions even okay. though he could consult with his wife he would have been the one you know handling things but he delegated unconsciously uh, he
4: his abandoned authority. Yes.
0: the authority he, he surrendered it to her you know foolish foolish man i wish i could punch his face anyway it's too late now um okay what could he have done. What else could he have done? Now, listen. For those that have Ahab's spirit, they are feeling very uncomfortable right now. For those that have Jezebel spirit too, they are feeling very uncomfortable. And this, listen, I, this this is totally. There's no apology going out from here. All that is going out from here is repent. Re what? Repent. Otherwise, you feel the heat. Bottom line. What should the Ahabs of this world do? Or what could Ahab have done? Be the priest of your house. Yes, anybody? I want a man to talk, a man. Okay, let's, let's say a lady. I want a man. I mean, ladies are talking. Okay, let's hear these two ladies. Men, I'm coming for you after I, this. I think yeah. the, the only hope
8: or one of the hopes for Ahab was to separate from Jezebel. Because Jezebel was not planning to change.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're like, divorce Jezebel. And it's another level of. <laughs> well, I see where she's coming from. Because if he starts by wanting to be the priest and taking leadership, Jezebel will always fight back if she doesn't repent. Then at that point, the problem will have to go their different ways. If that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay,
9: okay um, for me I think the first thing uh, Ahab should have done shouldn't have done in the first place is marrying Jesus. Uh-huh. should have married her. uh uh-huh. an idol idolat- uh-uh. yeah. And um, after the marriage, I think the other thing is for him to have taken control. Yeah, he just allowed her, to, you know, run wild, run wild and she was in charge of everything. Everything. So for him he should have not have married an unbeliever because he is a Jew, right. and she's coming from a Phoenician. Absolutely. Then the other part is, he should have taken control, and sit her down, let her know her place. Okay. I'm the man in the house. Not...
0: <clears throat> but you're the woman now. That you really remember that.
3: Okay.
0: Let's have the man. Sorry, I'll come back to you. Dear. Let's have the, the
4: man. Another man. Okay. Good. Yeah, praise God. Hallelujah. I, um, I think the first, I want to understand the question properly. I think there are no Ahabs in the world. Um, there are Ahabs and Jezebel in the church because this was as they were in the kingdom. Yes, So the, and the, and the yeah. church is currently in the world, <laughs> physically, <laughs> so even though I think, we are not um, of the world. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Ahab should have stuck to what he did once, but we don't know how wholeheartedly he did it because right. he repented. Right and God acknowledged that repentance. Right. So, at e continue to repent. So I don't. Uh, we. It's it's so easy to fall into sin, but God needs to see our heart attitude. If we can repent constantly, I think um, we can avoid. Um, that is one of the things God God expects us to do as here. Amen. I'm just yeah. Go on.
0: Amen, amen. So y- the place of repentance is. You see, when you, if you understand how. God described repentance. God did not say, confess your sins. God said, turn away from your sins. Did you notice that in those scriptures we were reading? Repentance is turning away from the sin. And if Ahab did enough turning away, maybe he would have taken control. I mean, we don't know how the story um, of that, their relationship, panned out. But I I doubt he did to that level. Um, Yes. Hallelujah.
2: Okay. Um, Ahab did not know God. So, it would have been difficult for him to have a different perspective of what um,
0: Ahab was the king of Israel.
2: Yes, but he did not have a personal relationship uh, uh, with God. Right. Now, for the Ahabs of this world, unless a man is born again, he cannot, the spirit of God will right. not be in the man. Right. And For in life, it's either the flesh is in control, right? Or the spirit of God is in control. In um, Psalm 141, verse 4, I'll quickly read it. It says, um, Don't let me drift towards evil or take part in acts of wickedness,
10: right? Don't
2: let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. Unless you know what is wrong, you will easily share the delicacies of what is wrong and think that... Okay, so all, if, I, uh,
0: if I hear you, you are saying, the first thing Heab is, the Heabs needs to do is to, to find God and to know God <clears throat> because, and, and start a relationship with God. Then you can begin to um, be the priest of your home. Then you can begin to take control um, back and, and if that doesn't work, then you probably can go in different directions. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Okay, question number five. The born-again Jezebels, quote-unquote, amongst us, for the born-again Jezebels amongst us, you can be a strong woman and not a Jezebel. People confuse being a strong woman to being a Jezebel. But the word of God it's clear you can be a strong woman and not be a, a Jezebel. Um, and I can say you can be a quiet man and not be an Ahab. 1 Corinthians 16:13 shows us four positive actions of strong believers. What are they? Let yes, somebody please read 1 Corinthians 16:13 and and tell us the four. 1 Corinthians
9: Praise the Lord. First mm. Corinthians sixteen thirteen says, "Be watchful, right. stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong."
0: Okay. So, quit you like men. That's what it says. Can can you give give, give me the L L T, please? Um. <clears throat> so, what are the four things? One. Be on guard be watchful be on guard number 2 stand firm in the faith stand firm in the faith number 3 be courageous be courageous and number 4 be strong so these are the four things that we can be be on guard we can be on guard we can stand firm in our faith, we can be courageous and we can be strong. Be strong. Thank you. Number six. Reading First Kings 21, 20-27. We read it before. We won't read it again. That was Ahab's... Um, repentance. The question is did Ahab repent? This has nested questions. What did he do to demonstrate his change of heart? Did Jezebel repent? Why do people find it difficult to repent? Do you think Jezebel was truly beyond repentance. Why? Or why not? Okay, maybe we start with the journey. I I forgot to come back to you. So, give her the mic. Let's go. Um, Did Aab repent? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
8: Uh, For me, Aab didn't repent because... (laughs) (laughs) When they told him his end, he was humbled, he did everything, and God changed his mind. I mean, that's why I wanted to answer question four: Why didn't he pray for his wife? Right. You know, he didn't take his place. He didn't pray, nothing. And it looks like a lot of us, when we need something, we fast, we do everything, and God answers Then you go back to your old life.
0: Right. So and
8: that's what both of them did. They well, never yeah,
0: <clears throat> but in the instant, in that instant, we would say that Ahab repented in that instance, and God saw it, and God is full of mercy. It's, God is so merciful, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, <laughs> you know And God said, "Okay, fine, you will still die, but not the way." So the question is, if Ahab was a good man, the question you asked was' very, it's very apt. If he was a good man, why didn't he pray intercede for his wife? What about his sons? Why why didn't he say, God, if you can forgive me, these innocent children? He was so content that he will not suffer the destruction.
7: Selfish.
0: Selfish. Totally selfish. Okay. Thank you. So, um, So, did Jezebel repent? I can't hear you. Okay. No. Okay. You don't have the mic anymore. Now, question to the house. Why do people find it difficult to repent? Why do we find it difficult to repent? Yes. Okay. You tell us. Bring the bike to the yes, front. I, I yeah. think
8: because many times we get away with the evil. You know, so we have done one. You're, you go scot-free. You try the second one, you know, and it continues.
0: So, so, so you we, think, uh, well, if God was really angry at this kind of thing. I should have died by now, right? So, it, it, it emboldens you to, to continue. It's a dangerous place to be. Um, yes, please. Praise God. Aaliyah?
10: I want to go a little bit back. Um, Jezebel, I think because Jezebel doesn't know God, you know, um, talking about repentance, you need to understand who God is and you need to fear God for you to really, really think of repentance. Like she said, so many people get, maybe they, they regret or they are sorry because of um, what happened, or maybe they are caught. That's not repentance. If you fear God and know who he is, and knows that he can do and undo, oh. uh, you will repent. Because if you can imagine what will happen to you if you don't. So, Jezebel doesn't know God. She didn't know God. She was from a hidden background. And Ahab um, became afraid because he knew God would do those things he said he would do. That was what made him repent temporarily uh, because he didn't fully repent. If he did, he would have returned the vineyard to (laughs) To the vineyard.
0: Because repentance restitution should follow repentance, you know, because if I, if, 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 if I stole your pen, then I now see that, oh, God is not happy with me for stealing your pen. And I say, God, please forgive me for stealing this pen. Then after I've done that, let's I say, okay, I'm forgiving you. Then I'm seeing you every day, and I'm still using the pen. Something's wrong with that. I should go back and say, sorry, I took your pen, or just find a way of returning the pen. Ahab didn't do that. Thank you very much um, for that. I just
10: want to add okay. also right. that why, one of the reasons why people don't repent right. is because of pride. Pride. They don't want to own up. Right. I, I have somebody that did something so terribly and after so many years she came to repent. Well, I don't know if she has repented. <laughs> then I asked her, why didn't you do this thing three years ago. Right. She said she was
0: too Asha- proud. Ashamed of herself.
10: She just, she just could not face it. So right. I think I now told her, I suppose that's pride.
0: Absolutely. There's, there's, no other way. Um, there's no other way to describe it. So like she said, remorse is not repentance. You know, you cannot feel remorse for something. It doesn't mean you are repentant. Judas was remorseful. When they, he actually went to return the 30 pieces of silver, whatever he took for selling Jesus, and he went to hang himself. That's not repentance. Um, and the other thought she shared. Why do we find it difficult to repent? Uh, so many hands. I can only take one. Who has not spoken? Okay, you take that lady who has not spoken. Then we we'll go on. You have opportunity of contributing in subsequent questions. Yes.
8: Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Why people don't repent is because they probably take us patience, long suffering for granted, and secondly because they don't have the conviction that what they did is evil before God and man, and thirdly maybe because they have a reprobate mind. Okay. And I have a question.
0: Okay. Cool.
8: How do you handle Jezebels in workplaces that are
7: vindictive?
0: (laughs) That one is another topic of tribe. (laughs) Jezebels in workplaces. Remind me to take that. (laughs) God will give you wisdom in Jesus' name. I don't want to delve into that at all. There's no time. Um, But thank you for um, for the feedback. Another reason to wrap up why people don't repent is because they don't have any plan of stopping. People don't repent because they already have a plan of going back. So, you know you're going to go back. You don't want to, you know, so you're like, just gloss around it. Then, you just move on. Why? Because you really don't want to turn your back on that sin. I pray that you, you do turn your back on sin and face God in Jesus' name. Next question. According to Revelations 2 18-25 that we read and Second Kings 9 30-37 that we read earlier, what does the Bible tell us will happen to the unrepentant Jezebels and Herabs? What does the Bible tell us will happen to the unrepentant Jezebels and Herabs? The answer to that is straightforward judgment. I mean, it's, it's it's a no-brainer. Question number eight. In First Kings 27, 21, 28 to 29 we read that also based on Ahab's humble display God sent Elijah with both good news and bad news. What are they? What, were the, what was the good news? And what was the bad news? And what can we learn? What can we learn from this? Quickly, you can can tell us. What was the good news? Yes.
7: What was the bad news? What can we learn? Praise the Lord. Um, Elijah told him that the consequences for his sins will not happen to him in his lifetime. It will happen to his generation coming, his sons. Right. And he did not intercede to change it. Right. Yes, that's
0: it. You mix it together. Okay. So, the good news is that it will, it will happen to him in his lifetime. The bad news is that what will happen to his wife will still happen, and his judgment will be passed on to his dynasty. God is going to wipe out his dynasty. That's the bad news. So, what can we learn from, from that?
7: Yes?
10: Um, what I've learned from that is sometimes there are things we do that are somehow. We just always suffer the consequences. Right. You know, so God might forgive you, but you would still, you or whoever would suffer the consequences. So that's a big lesson.
0: Right. And our children, there are things that the parents do. There are battles that some of us are fighting today. We inherited the battles. We just, you didn't, you have no hand in the battle, but you are fighting that battle today. And there are things you are doing that you. If you don't deal with it adequately, you will hand over that battle to your children. It's, it's very humbling, you know, that God will help us. In Jesus' name, say amen now. Come on. Okay. Um, question number nine. In what way was Jezebel's spirit walking in the church in Tiatira, that you read, and is this happening today? In what way was the spirit of Jezebel, the Jezebel spirit, working in the church in Tiatira? In what way? He wants to help us? Yes, sir. There's a hand here, and give. Um, there's a hand at the back. For give him. Please keep the hand up.
2: Good evening, Pastor. Good evening, sir. Manipulation. Jezebel was manipulating the church. I didn't hear sir. Manipulation. Oh,
0: manipulation, yes. It was, that was, that's one way, thank you. Jezebel was manipulating the church. Yes, so
9: She was normalizing sexual sin.
0: She was normalizing, normalizing sexual sin. And propagating yes. sexual sin. It's okay, you know. We're under the dispensation of grace. Let's be happy, you know. These are deep teachings that we need to enter into to understand. In fact, Jesus calls it the doctrines of demons. There's nothing more to it than that. Yes.
8: She was sharing the um, eternal salvation message. She was. Propagating the eternal salvation eternal message. Eternal salvation One message. Saved, you know, forever saved
0: you can. Once saved, forever saved. In fact, that's the, that's the anchor for which sexual immorality thrives. Because when people, it's called the ES, ES message, when people embrace ES, which is, there's nothing I can do that will take me to hell. So why, take the, why, why go through the straight and narrow? Jesus says this, the, the path that leads to life is the straight and narrow. The path that leads to death is the Broadway. So, why do you have to go through the straight and narrow? When there's anything you can do, nothing can take you to hell. So, you enter the Broadway, the dangerous place to be. Okay, so the question is is it happening around us in churches? I can't hear you. Yes, it is. Scary, but it is. Question number 10. What is the most important lesson you have learned from the evil story of this biblical bad? I put multiple A's for for, for, for bad. Babe. Mrs. Ahab. Mrs. Jezebel Ahab. Sister Jeze. What is the most important lesson we have learned from, from her? That's the last question. Yeah. Okay. We take that. Then we take that. Then we take that. Then we take that. Okay. Shoot.
1: Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah.
5: Um, for me, the most important lesson I've learned is um, um, looking at Ahab and Jezebel. I, right. want, to, I want to see it as... Um, the life I live as a christian, I take um Jezebel as being the devil, like you know in the ways he tries to influence our actions right. and so if um probably if Ahab had um, come to, if he had come to understand the authority he had right. and that he had the power to you know say no to the to the things that Jezebel was doing, he would right. have lived he wouldn 't have yielded to um her lifestyle. So I have learned that, you know, I have to um, come to a point that I know the authority I have. I understand that I can say when I'm tempted with, um, uh, the, with this, with the Jezebels in quote now, I, have, I can stand my ground and say, no, I am not going to yield to this. Right. I am not going to, you know, give in to such temptations. Manipulations.
0: Manipulation. Thank you very much. Yes. So, let's have, uh, Fantastic.
2: Good evening. Good evening. Um, in short, what I learned is that depending on the woman you choose to marry, your <laughs> dynasty can be wiped out.
0: <laughs> say, it again, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say guys, listen very carefully. Say it again.
2: Depending on the woman you choose to marry, your dynasty can be wiped out.
0: Depending on the woman you choose to marry, your dynasty can be wiped out. <laughs>
8: I have a
0: Summary. Now, question. What about those people that feel they've married? No, don't let me go there. <laughs> um, yes. Praise God.
8: <laughs> okay, um, first, I'm going to say this. Um, Who's talking?
0: Uh, okay, yeah.
8: Okay, first, I'm going to say this. They said, um, usually they say, when a woman rules, the order of nature is inverted. I don't know how true that okay. this is. Totally. When a strange. woman
0: rules, the order of nature is. is inverted. Yeah. Not necessarily so. <laughs> there are good leaders that are women. But, you know, I get what you're saying. When a woman rules without without the covering, without, without, yes,
3: yeah. Okay, so,
8: um, what I've learned is um, um, any woman ruling um, the husband never goes approved. It doesn't go well. The woman is ruling the man. It doesn't go well. That. Yeah. So, every man should be on alert. And never let your, your wife control your life. Especially when it does not align with the will of God. Okay, let
0: go. never let your wife rule you. That's what you've taken away. <clears throat> okay, thank you.
1: Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Um, for me, as a mother, I should do what is right for the sake of my children, so they will not bear the consequence of what I've committed.
0: Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, takeaways. Mike, Mike. Okay, so one, please keep the hands up. Let's just take the numbers. One, two, three, four, five. And we'll close. Yeah, we'll go to the commitments. Yeah.
2: One. Good evening, Pastor, again. Good evening, again. Um, I'm taking up spirituality. Like, I didn't want you to digress. I'm talking about here. Uh, Right. Um, the Bible says my people have gone into captivity because of um, lack of knowledge. Right. Um, um, Ahab was God's um, king. He was the king of the Jew. He believed in God like in those days. Right. But he lacked knowledge. I, see, I feel that we have to have a lot of spiritual knowledge and have deep depth into the word of God. Okay. Thank, thank you.
0: you. Let's just take it away. Thank you. Let's... Number two. Yeah.
8: Well, what I learned today is that um, we shouldn't misuse authority or power that we are privileged to hold. For example, Ahab and Jezebel they misuse that authority as them being the king and queen. And so, if we are opportune to find ourselves maybe privileged to know one or two people in top place, we shouldn't take advantage of that.
0: Absolutely, <clears throat> don't misuse the opportunity. That's two, three. I ah, know you did raise your hand. You did. Did I give you a number? Ah, don't mess up my numbering system. Okay, we'll come back to you. <clears throat> we'll come back to you. Um, three was that gentleman over there. And that was, um, Linda was four and that was five. Then we'll come back to, to you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
10: What I learned today is that we don't take what does not belong to us. They took two neighbors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: um, a lesson. Do yeah. you, you teach in, in, in children's Church? No, sir. You don't. Yes, sir. As the lesson for children, don't take what doesn't belong to you. Thank my, you. My question today is: um, Somebody said eh- Ahab should have returned Naboth's vineyard. Right. And I want to, to relate it with David. King David also took somebody's wife. Oh,
10: wife. Correct. He repented of it. Um, just like Ahab. Correct. <laughs> but his dinner still was... Correct.
0: <laughs> can, can we answer that question next week, tribe? Is that okay? <laughs> but that's a good question. Now, but let me just... It's a no-brainer. It's straightforward. For the case of um, um, Ahab, the, the guy was dead, but it was the generational inheritance. So he could have handed it over to his children. For the case of... David, he had killed the covering, the provider, the protector, the progenitor, the priest, the prophet of the lady. So so he he, he felt he needed to bring her under his covering. Mm. (laughs) Because the truth is that, given that culture, if he leaves her alone, She's going to suffer a lot, a whole lot, her and her children. So it's like double tragedy. So while the other option comes with benefits, um, probably took that. Yes?
6: Okay. I already kind of answered what I wanted to say, but I wanted to add two things. Right. Um, We take two things that should help us, you know. We need to have the reverential and the terrible fear of God uh, in everything that we do. He helps us in different instances uh, when maybe unknowingly you want to. You need can, to. You, can you
0: say that again? You know, there, when, you, when you see the word, the fear of God in the Bible, there are two fears of God, both in the Old and New Testament. There is what? The terrible fear the of terrible God. The terrible fear of God. And the, and the reverential. Reverential. So the reverential is the daddy, playing with daddy. It's not terrible, you know. But we must also have the terrible, that yeah. God is the consuming fire. Hebrews 9. Go on. Okay. Yeah.
6: And then this grace thing, we take grace for granted. I know um, Paul said it, you know, we take grace for granted. And I think um, sometimes it puts us into trouble. And a lot of Pentecostals are corporates today, So we need right. not to take grace for granted, right. you know unknowingly or knowingly. Right. You know, just keep having that terrible and reverential
0: fear of God. The two must be in line. Thank you. Um, Five.
5: Good evening, sir. Good evening. Okay, um, today I've learned that, that, you know, um, for me to be um, a good person, as in not taking the bad side of Jezebel, I have to be guided with the word of God. I have to be strong. I have to be firm. And I have to be very, very courageous. Yeah.
0: Amen. Thank you. So, we we'll take the two and we we'll close.
10: Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Send me an email. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shoot. yeah. Revelation 2.20, uh, the place we read, we only picked about the sexual immorality. Right. But the scripture say two things here. Okay. Sexual immorality and eating of food sacrificed to idols. Okay. What I learned from here is um, this grace thing in the church, the present day, as it relates to our present day church. Right. For these people, for this woman to be teaching them. I mean, her teaching leads people to sexual immorality and eating food, sacrifice, sacrifice to, to idols. idols yeah. Of course, the idol was not in the church. No. We chose the church, they mingle with idol worshippers. Absolutely. They could be family members, Absolutely. fathers, mothers. And that is where we need to uh, spot se- on. separate ourselves. Spot on. If we say we belong to Christ, spot on, we should separate ourselves from these things. Yeah. If irrespective of who the idol worshiper is. Doesn't matter. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think for me, one of the main lessons is that God is very merciful. And that if we truly repent of our sins, that he is just, he's loving enough to forgive us. That's one. And then secondly, to realize that Our children will suffer the consequences of our actions, Mm. like somebody said earlier. So we need to intercede for our children. We need to be aware of what we do today so that our children don't suffer Mm. for our sins. Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Awesome. Okay. So today, we have heard the word. We We are going to commit to act on it just about now, and we have been committing to act on it. How will you pass it on? This is what you've heard today. How will you pass it on? It's a question you need to ask yourself. So the next question in the comment section is that Is there any area of your right of your life right now where you need to confess your sins, repent, and accept the sacrificial gift of God's grace? Is there any area So for the, for the ladies, we have two prayers there. Which we are going to take the prayers. The first one is we are going to ask God, we are going to ask him to destroy any trace of the spirit of Jezebel in our lives, if there are any. Or if there is any. And secondly, we are going to ask that the Lord will build a hedge of fire around about us and make it impossible for the spirit of Jezebel to latch upon us, to attach itself in the name of Jesus. For the guys, I'm going to pray that God will destroy every trace of the spirit of Ahab in our lives, if there are if there's any, if there are any. And that God will build a hedge of protection around us and make it impossible for the spirit of Ahab to attach itself unto us. Let's bow our, hearts, let's bow our heads. Father, I adore you. I live my, my life be before you, oh, you. How I love you, Lord! Ah. To the Lord from my heart, oh, I lay my life. I my life. before oh, you. Oh, how I love you, Lord. Oh, While the music is going on in the background, I want to pray for you. If you are here, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. There's no time that you have said, Jesus, come into my life. Or you used to be born again and you're backsliding. You're saying to me, Pastor, how can I find God back? I want to pray with you today. God is drawing you. Wherever you're sitting, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you're seated, I want to pray with you. That is me, Pastor. Put up your hand now over your head and I'll pray with you quickly. That is me, that is me, that is me. God bless you. Put up your hand, put up your hand. Well, well, well. Not on your head, over your head, over your head, over your head. That is me. For those of us that are gentlemen and ladies, I want us to pray, even right now, and say to the Lord, Destroy every trace of the spirit of Jezebel in my life. Go ahead, talk to God. Destroy every trace of the spirit of Ahab in my life. If there is any, if there is none, even after you've destroyed, Lord, build a wall of fire around about me. Build a hedge of fire around about me. That it will be impossible, Lord, for this devious spirit to attach itself unto me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's talk to God. Let's our hearts by our sincerity of our hearts before our maker before our father before our God and let us just ask that he cleanses us that he builds his hedge right about us that that he empowers us to be all that he has created us to be father we thank you how can we ever how can we ever thank you enough honor and glory we give unto you honor and glory we give unto you lord In Jesus' amazing name, we are free. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.